This episode is about the question of do guitarists need to practice ear training? Is it something that you should sit down and practice or is it something that you pick up just naturally, just, you know, being around music? It's going to be an interactive episode and I encourage you to listen along. Um, I'm going to be testing Carl here in the hot seat um, on your modal knowledge, your chordal knowledge and your intervallic knowledge. The listeners can sit back and enjoy as well. They can quiz themselves as we go, right? Yeah, and if you don't get it all, all the answers correct, that's totally fine. We'll give you them and we'll also explain a bit about each sound and why it's important to develop your ear. So here's the first one. I have three modes coming up. So a mode, if you're not new, it's just a scale. It's just a sound. We all play modes. Uh, major scale is, is a mode. Um, so this first one I'm going to play here. So what you do, listen to it. Maybe you want to listen to how it makes you feel and then think about, you know, what is the mode? So um, think, think about both. You don't want to just be purely analytical. So here it is. So what did you get it straight away? Did it take a bit of time? I see you got your guitar in your hand, which is totally fine. If you're driving, make sure you don't have your guitar in hand, but you're sitting at home. Feel free. Well, this is far easier for me to digest and figure out if I have my guitar in my hands. And I'm going to just make the call that um, I'm just going to cheat and use my guitar as we do this. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to, I'll be interested to see if you can get that without your guitar, but pick up your guitar. If, if you yeah, need. it's like, okay, I know that I'm hearing this like, no, no, right? But that could be, it could be, you know, my theoretical, the theoretical training part of me says, okay, well, that could be a couple things. Um, I, it's kind of like a sparse example. So, you know, it's kind of hard to hear whether it was like a minor third or major third or whatever. But then when I picked up my guitar, I was like, oh, well, obviously, okay, so it's Dorian. Um, uh, would you agree? Am I right? Yep. Correct. It was Dorian. Okay. And I tried to keep it a bit eerie just to not give it away, obviously, and, <laughs> and just play it like a. Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, you were throwing us a little curveball there. It is interesting. And there is overlap between modes. Like that could have been like the sharp four in, in Lydian, right? It, it, right? If the the bass player was doing something else. So it is interesting that sounds exist between modes. It just depends on the context with what kind of label we apply to it. Yeah. And like hearing very clear bass note, like that'll, mm -hmm. that would help give it away, I think. All right. Here is the second mode. See if you can... Uh, Name it without your guitar first, Carl, or if you're listening. Uh, I feel like you'll get this one. Here we go.
it, there's there's times at times it's giving me Lydian vibes, um, but there was other times where I was like, wait, is this like? At first, I was like, is this like natural minor? But I I'm I guess final answer. I'm gonna go Lydian. Yep. Ish. Correct yeah? again. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Good. All right. And I was just doing good. a um. Often in Lydian, you'll go uh, like the four chord. Right. And then you can go five over four. Right, yeah, that's the second chord of um, the Silk Sonic song, Leave the Door Open. And you play Lydian over yeah. the four chord and also a five over the four chord. All right, here's the third mode, third and final. See if you can name it. Uh, and this is going to be a bit of a curveball because, you know, often modes you associate with a specific style. So I wanted to get a mode and kind of approach it from a different style. So let's Ooh. see. bass note um here's the I bass guess, note yeah so i'm gonna go mixolydian yep correct okay. yeah tricky it, you know i feel like you're really good at understanding and hearing modes in the context of a progression like as a scale mm. i feel like I've, I've you know i've seen you do that quite a bit it's definitely a weakness of mine like hearing hearing a progression and being very clear about the mode but like what i can do is i if i hear like if I hear like that chord, I'll like immediately know that that's mm. Lydian, you know, which is kind of like the easy, easy version. So we all have our weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you got, you got all the answers correct. And it is an interesting yeah. point that hearing chords, like if I was like, what's the mode, you'd, you'd get that or what's the mode, you'd, you'd get right, it. Right. But I yeah, think yeah. like when you're out there, out there in the real world, yeah, and yeah. there's a song and it's like. There's, and there's no guitar part. I used to struggle with that a lot. Like if it's piano, mm. I'd be like, what What on earth is that scale or what right. or the mode, you know? So that that's what I struggled with. So even though I only had guitar, I didn't add bass or anything. I wanted to, you know, change it up a bit. Cool. So next up, we have some chord progressions. And before we get into those, what I want you to do if you're listening along is see if you can name the numbers to the chords. And this is kind of like relative ear training so it's not absolute so you're not naming like this is a c major to f minor it's just knowing how chords relate to each other and why is why is this important um like assigning numbers to to chords Carl? communicating with other musicians is probably a big reason for me like you know if somebody's calling out chords to you oh goes to the two goes to this minor the six minor you know then you you can understand what they're saying um yeah what about for you any other reasons come to mind just a podcast last week, you talked about Hendrix and Cage, then I was skeptical at first, but by the end of it, you had convinced me that having a way to understand the concept behind Hendrix's plane would allow me to inject his kind of ideas in my plane. And, and I think the same thing is in play here. If, if I understand what chords, the numbers of chords Hendrix uses, for example, I could write a chord progression in uh, you know, a post-prog Neo soul style, right. using Hendrix's chord, which is kind of cool. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, totally. That's a great example. 
Okay, uh, first one's going to be a nice, easy one. Um, again, try it without your guitar and then feel free to grab it. Here it is. There we go, nice and friendly. Yeah. Well, um, so I think it's a one to a two minor. Keep going. I'll, I'll give you the answer at the end. Well, yeah. Okay. So like, okay, I'm going to use my guitar now. Let's see. Okay. And I didn't really know it was in C, but I just grabbed a C. Yeah. Oh, oh, it goes to the four. Duh. So no, scratch that. No two minor. One to four. <laughs> that is interesting. And I think it's worth pointing out that the four chord and the two minor chord are very, very similar. In fact, it's about only one note difference. <sighs> yeah. It's interesting hearing these examples um, without bass note. Like, I mean, you played a bass note in your guitar part, but like without a lower register bass th element, you know, mm -hmm. my ear doesn't immediately hear... Duh. Mm. you know it so mm. but yeah it's good good practice to do this stuff yeah if you're listening long and you got the passing chord you could say that that was a one over three chord so yeah I, right I, yeah. it also relates to the hendrix thing and you did yeah. grab that yep i, so I that, did hear that kind of there, yeah. right. uh, which gets us into the four right and just if you're listening here's what it sounded like if it did go to the two it'd be like this Uh, here's the next one, another easy one, and then don't worry, it's going to get more challenging. Here we go. Sam, you dirty dog. Let's see. It's not quite right, but it's some type of... It's some type of major seven chord, the first mm -hmm. one. And then the second one. Oh, man. I'm a, I'm a little bit at a loss for the second one. I'll give you the root note. Okay. What was a. the root? Oh, right. Yeah. And then. <laughs> what can about I, the sound of the chord? Yeah. Cool. Wait, wait. Can you play it again? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll show it. Oh, sh yeah, shoot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So it's a four minor with some, with some saucy, uh, yeah. some saucy notes in there, but wait, was it, oh, you didn't play the minor seven in there though. Did you, or did you? I did, even though some would say that it's an incorrect note. I did play that. Oh, well, no, no, I think it's not incorrect, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Or what was the what was the voicing? Yep. Yeah, you said no, that's it. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. that one. It's it's pretty pretty common around these these parts, but I learned it off Melanie Faye. Oh yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's a one. Me. It was just a one to four minor, which is super common. You know, from Burt Bacharach to yeah, it's just like it just had all those like crunchy tones in it, for, and it threw me off. <laughs> if I played it like this, you would have got it. Right. 
cool. Here's another one. Uh, this uh, is for the jazz cats out there. So it's a one uh, major seven mm -hmm. with maybe a ninth in there. Mm -hmm. um, and then it goes to the six dominant seven sharp nine ish altered kind of thing. Um, two, a minor two, and then it goes to a five sus nine sort of thing. So let's see, what key are we in? Still in C. So it's a C major nine, I think, right? Yep. C major was the ninth in there? Yep. yep. Sharp five, something like that. And then D minor, D minor nine. Yep. To G sus nine. Mm. Yeah. You think having the bass note, like obviously that helps a little bit? It helped, yeah. Yeah. But it's also, yeah, it's just like, th this is one thing that I kind of harp on with uh, ear training is that it's, if you have done the work, if you've done the homework and you've like associated these sounds, then it's just like, it's, it's like a familiar friend, you know, you're just hearing it and, and it, you don't even really have to think about it. Whereas like those voicings that you played before that I kind of missed, I haven't done the homework on those as much, you know, and it's not that I can't do it. If I, if I, you know, if I go back and like really start shedding that I can get it, I can learn it just like I learned any other word, you know, like, like speaking. Um, so Yeah. That one was easy for me because I've done it a million times and I've I've analyzed the, those chords a million times. Hearing a sound and then kind of understanding what it is on your fretboard is one of the best feelings. Like still to this day, I'll hear a guitar player play something that's beyond my vocabulary, beyond my understanding. And if I take the time to sit down, and I don't often do, but when I do and learn a new chord, and I'm still learning new chords, like I, I kind of came onto that one a little bit late. I was like, yes. wow. I'm, and then that's the first thing I play when I sit down. So I think the the action of hearing something that you like, not knowing it, but then being familiar with it is like really, really satisfying. And like you're saying, once you start hearing that, then you're like, oh, it's just that. Yeah, totally. It's almost like a little magic trick kind of, or like a little, you know, like a little parlor trick that you can, you can show off like, oh, I just did that. Like people that have perfect pitch, you know, they're, they're like, you smashed a bunch of keys down on the piano and then they pick out every note. This is like, um, you know, our dummy version of that. <laughs> a reference is, uh, runners will walk through a track before they run the race and it helps them be faster because they know where they're going. Yeah. yeah. Or TikTok magic people just showing you how to do magic tricks and you're like oh that's how they did it <laughs> yeah yeah and correction i i don't know if i should say it's our dummy version i think it's it's a learnable version because the people but people that have perfect pitch they can we, there's no chance for us to do that like if we don't have perfect pitch it's it's something that if you don't develop early on you can't get it but this is something that you can develop i think Cool. So the last batch here is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a rapid fire round of intervals. So we're going to do them all within an octave. And if you need to grab your guitar, that's fine. You can close your eyes, Carl, if you don't want to all cheat right, or you can right. look at me. <laughs> at our last ear training episode, we did just major ones. I'm going to do minor and major this time. So here we go. Here's the first one. Octave. Great. Fifth, perfect fifth. Great. 
flat seventh, dominant seventh, or yeah, flat seventh, minor seventh. <laughs> Sharp four. Yep. Man, I should make them more harder. Here's a, here's a hard one. Oh. Oh, is that a um? Oh, it's a, a flat nine. Yep. Right. It's a mm -hmm. half step above the octave. Yeah, it gets harder once you go above the octave, right? I'll give you yeah. a couple more within the octave, and then we'll, sure. we'll go. We'll go up to the top floor. It's a major second. Cool, and one more within the octave. Major seventh. Cool, and now extra points. See if you can get grab these. Okay, that's a it's a minor third, but it's up an octave, so that would be a minor tenth. Yeah, close enough. You can call it a, th a minor third. Cool. Uh, let's keep let's keep going up. Here we go. I hear that as a as a sus thing, so a fourth, but it's up an octave, so it'd be an eleventh. Cool. And now I'm gonna. Totally disorientate you and, okay. and try something different. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same thing, but up in a different key or a different octave or something. So uh, I, I'm going to go with um, sus again. Yeah, really good. Sneaky? That's a huge okay. interval. Yeah, that's like a fourth. Right, right. Yeah, so it's a, yeah, 11th again. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really hard, particularly if it's in a higher register. Okay, and then one more. Uh, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not cheating here, folks. I'm not looking at his hands here. So, okay, give it to us one more time. Oh, it's a, it's like a flat seventh, but up. A bunch yep. of octaves. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And even even though that's a ridiculous interval that no one would ever ask you about, it does have a tone out it does have a sound to it. Like it sounds yeah, yeah, like yeah. a it sounds like a Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to sing it kind of within the octave closer to the bass note to sort of make it register. But then once I did, then it then I heard it clearer. You know. So getting us back on path out of the silly zone, like why why do we learn intervals? It's so we recognize uh, patterns in melodies, you know, whereas before we were talking about harmony, which is chords, um, it will help us learn songs uh, and also recognize jumps, like intervallic jumps that we might like, like particularly yeah. like if you put on anything on Spotify, like even if it's rap or R&B, there's specific intervals that, that singers or even guitarists like will hit. Um, you could just go and learn them. But if you were able to name those intervals, that would help you write melodies in that style and uh, make them your own. Totally. And I think, you know, not just like, yeah, singing and hearing them is super important, but also then being like, okay, if my root is E, okay. Um, 
like just being able to see all those intervals all across the neck super quickly it, it, with every interval is it just kind of frees you up to find melodies like you were saying like learning things quickly by ear yes it's such a great uh skill to get the same melody and play it in different parts on your guitar fretboard. And there's a famous guitar player who talked about in last week's pod, sorry to bring it up again, but his name was Jimi Hendrix. He'd play the same thing in different positions, which I thought that was something that we did in college. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Pickup Music Pod. Uh, it's been great having you here. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend um, if you like what you're hearing. And we'll see you back next week um, for the next one. Yeah, and let us know how you did on all these ear training tests. Did anybody get a perfect score? Did you get that last one? I'm most interested to hear that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Sam. Thanks for everybody for listening. See ya.